0: Previously, on the Edge of Wonder, we've seen that the deep state is more
1: than just a group of people controlling society. The deep state is also connected to the occult. So wouldn't there be proof or evidence of the occult all around us? Symbols that connect the material world, hiding in plain sight? On this episode of Edge of Wonder, Ben and Rob will tell you about the strange phenomenon of Saturn, the planet and its symbols. Just when you thought it couldn't get any weirder. It did. On the edge of wonder, wonder, wonder. Welcome to the Edge of Wonder. I'm your host, Rob. And I'm Ben. So has anyone
0: ever asked you what your favorite planet is? Probably a lot of you said Saturn. In fact, every poll we looked at, online had Saturn as number one.
1: Well, after this episode, you'll likely be regretting that. Saturn pervades every part of our culture, whether we realize it or not. Different shapes and symbols represent Saturn, and they appear everywhere. Why?
0: All right, in this episode, not only are we going to show you what this thing is and what it means, but we've uncovered mysteries that are beyond biblical. So hold on to your hats, because we're about ready to break down an impossible amount of information into 15 minutes of crazy.
1: So most of you are probably asking, what is Saturn? Isn't it just a planet? Well, no, not necessarily. We're going to show you why and how, because a lot of this has to do with symbolism connecting to real things. Yes,
0: symbols. Are you like us and grew up believing that symbolism is just a bunch of crap and people who are into it were just full of it?
1: How do we know that immaterial things actually contain energy and or meaning?
0: One example that can really help us understand this is Dr. Masaru Emoto's study of ice crystals in the
1: 90s. He did various experiments exposing human emotions and intent to water samples with different properties and tracked their response over time. Some of the experiments even went as far as hanging notes on water samples. When they would freeze, he would record the outcome. Sound crazy? Check these results out.
0: A hateful intent to the water would render ice crystals that look something like this.
1: A loving intent, or a thankful intent, would render ice crystals like this. Okay,
0: now check this out. After 500 people sent kind thoughts to tap water, it rendered crystals
1: like this. Pretty hard to reason that mind and matter aren't one thing now, isn't it? So if this is the case, what about symbols? I mean, a symbol goes beyond just a thought, as it's an actual physical representation of something, right? Some symbols go back thousands of years.
0: Not only can the symbols themselves represent something, but humans adding in their own thoughts for bad or good would have a huge effect over time, wouldn't they? You're about to see why.
1: Okay, guys, we just gave you the quick version of this. But if you want to know more about thoughts having effects over material things, comment below, and we'll do a whole episode. Also, check out Tara McIsaac's work on TheEpochTimes.com.
0: And we are going to go dive into this when we go in the water series, actually.
1: Yeah, actually in a couple weeks, so Mm -hmm. be on the lookout for that.
0: So if material thoughts have this effect on water, it's safe to say a symbol could carry power and energy and also be influenced by human thoughts.
1: But what are those symbols? What do we look for, and where are they present? The answer is actually simple. They're everywhere.
0: To understand this, we have to understand history. There's a theory that's been going around for some time now, that the Sun of our current solar system wasn't always the Sun, as we refer to now.
1: It's called, you guessed it, the Saturn Theory. It is, quote, the idea based on comparative mythology that the Earth was once in closer proximity or even a satellite of the planet Saturn, which appeared like a Sun.
0: Sounds like lunacy, right? Sure, this theory has gotten a fair amount of criticism, but if you study history closely, there are a lot of strange
1: facts. It's known that ancient Sumerian astrologers called Saturn shamash, which literally means sun. Why, those guys were really advanced. The oldest
0: Latin name for Saturn was Sol or sun. Ancient Greeks called their sun god Helios or Kronos, which were referring to the same thing. In the earliest Greek texts, Helios was the name of Yep, the planet Saturn.
1: David Talbot, who wrote the book The Saturn Myth and who's done arguably the most research about this, had this to say. Quote, a Greek Astrakhan, cited by the eminent classicist Franz Boll, identified the Egyptian sun god, Ra, not with our sun, but with the planet Saturn. This repeated confusion of the sun and Saturn seems to make no sense at all. Can you imagine any difficulty in separating the two bodies or distinguishing the one from the other? So Saturn was what this evidence seems to suggest. What was this period referred to as? It was referred to as the Golden Age when Saturn ruled in the sky. Did you know that archaic texts refer to Italy as Saturnia? Rome was also referred to as Saturnia, and Rome's holidays all worshipped Saturn. Even today's Saturday, started in Rome, which the Jewish religion refers to as the Sabbath, is a reference to Saturn.
0: Oh, this is crazy. <laughs> okay, so what we're learning is that a ton of cultures seem to have worshipped Saturn, and all of the ones that remember and cite Saturn as the planet God and the father of kings. The Israelites even referred to themselves as Saturn's children in ancient texts. Romans were convinced that they were the direct descendants of Saturn.
1: So you're probably thinking, who was Saturn or Helios or Kronos? Wasn't he just some old god Greek and Roman culture referred to?
0: Saturn, also known as Kronos, was known for a few things. I mean, I guess it's kind of like the Game of Thrones, but with gods in this case. The story goes that Kronos was the god that birthed the Olympians. Zeus, Poseidon, etc.
1: So as a youngster, Kronos, or Saturn, was jealous of his father, Uranus. So he castrated him and flung his testicles into the sea using a sickle that his mom made for him.
0: Later in life, Saturn found out that one of his sons would overthrow him, so he did what any psychopathic, power-hungry tyrant would do, and he started eating his wife-slash-sister's children (laughs) one at a time whenever she'd had them. Yes. We said wife slash sister. I mean, such a great example this one.
1: (laughs) Okay, so long story short, Kronos is usually represented with a sickle, not just because of his penchant for castration, but also as the father of time, and then later the grim reaper.
0: Let's not forget the eating of babies. Starting to get a little dark. Well, wait, there's more. So in the Bible, Abraham is asked to sacrifice his own son by a deity named El. El is the word used in Hebrew for Saturn.
1: The Phoenicians are said to have worshiped a god named El. El was also known as Saturn, and is known for sacrificing his only begotten son.
0: Other Phoenician Canaanites worship Baal, who was also known as Moloch.
1: Ben, do you know what the astrological symbol for Saturn is? Not really. Kind of so the symbol for Saturn is this. Does that look like anything to you? I and mean, we'll get into that a little bit later. During this so-called golden age, when Saturn was ruling the sky, the planet was said to appear in the sky rather differently than our current sun.
0: Hat tip to David Talbot here, who, from which a ton of this research was put together. The cosmic wheel was recorded by so many different cultures. What was it? It was images of a wheel in the sky carved on stones or in other ways throughout many different civilizations.
1: In David Talbot's book, one which David Icke has also referenced called the Saturn Myth, Talbot explains that there was an explosion that came from Saturn, and when the debris ejected, it formed a bright crescent around Saturn, which was the sun of that time. This
0: crescent existed for a long time, and it's referenced in many ancient imagery, including stone carvings. Roman coins, Egyptian hieroglyphs, etc. These are all representational of Saturn.
1: Take a step back and think about what this reminds you of. The first thing I think of is the crescent and star of Islam. Mm-hmm. In Arabia, the crescent is used constantly. People think it represents the moon, but does it? From David Talbot and David Icke's point of view, these represent the crescent of Saturn's past.
0: From here, the crescent came to symbolize Saturn, and Saturn came to be known as the Horned God. Moloch, as we stated before, was represented by both the owl and the horned bull. Many politicians make these signs, which is known as the sign of the beast or Satan.
1: So we don't really like making these symbols, but that sign, as you know, is kind of like something like that, and you can see a lot of pictures of those. And in rock. In rock, they do that all the time, too. um, so later in Egyptian culture, this shape came to be seen over and over again, regardless of which deity it represented. And this symbol can be seen in many occult societies, all as a reference to Saturn.
0: Including the Rosicrucian order, and there's even an order called Fraternitas Saturni, which is a German secret society that worships Saturn.
1: Yeah. Okay, we need to take a step back and talk about another symbol. There's an ancient Sumerian cylinder that has a six-pointed star around what seems to be a planet.
0: Have any of you taken a look at the North Pole of Saturn? Why is no one talking about this?
1: The North Pole of Saturn has a very strange shape on it. It's a hexagonal storm. That's right, because those happen all the time, right? When's the last time you saw a hurricane or something that was in that shape?
0: Now, this shape is known as a hexagon. If you take a cube and turn it, it looks like a hexagon. A hexagon has six sides or six points. What else has six points? Some star symbols have six points too.
1: One in particular is the Star of David that is used in Judaism. Did you know that this star wasn't associated with Judaism in ancient times? So where did it come from?
0: Fritz Spingmeyer says in Bloodlines of Illuminati, quote, the seal of Solomon the hexagram was not considered a Jewish symbol before the Rothschilds began using it, quote.
1: He goes on to explain, quote, throughout the Middle Ages, the seal of Solomon has been used by Arab magicians, Kabbalist magicians, druid witches, and Satanists. One of the few ancient uses of the symbol was on the floor of a 1200 year old Muslim mosque found where Tel Aviv is today, unquote. Mm-hmm.
0: This hexagram and the cube can be found in many strange places and in many strange rituals. Jewish people place these things called a teflon on their heads for morning ritual. And there's also a cube ritual where they tie them
1: onto their left arm. But these black cubes can be found all around the world in Hamburg, Santa Ana, New York, and Denmark.
0: The most known use of a cube is the Kaaba in the Great Mosque of Mecca, Saudi Arabia, which contains a black stone. We don't want to get too much into this because, I mean, man, this could be a whole episode on its own.
1: The Kaaba is prayed to five times a day. Once a year, Muslims gather at the Kaaba for the Hajj, or the Islamic pilgrimage, and together walk around it counterclockwise seven times, both at the beginning and at the end of the pilgrimage.
0: Do you remember earlier we said that human thoughts have power? It's been proven. What happens when humans put their mind intent on something five times a day, or when they get together in unison and
1: walk around something like this, and what does it represent? Here's a quote we found. Quote, Saturn is the gateway, the point at which all thought is fixed, the point at which all feeling shall be projected as the eye opens. Much ritual and preparation has gone into the issuance through the gateway of the ancient ones, unquote. This quote came from
0: the book, The Illuminati Formula, to create an undetectable total mind control slave by Fritz Springmeier and Cisco Wheeler, who printed a dialogue with a mother of darkness, whatever that is. (laughs)
1: So why (laughs) did we we share this? They mention an eye curiously. We showed you the north pole of Saturn. Has anyone ever bothered to look at the south pole of Saturn? Have a look here. So what does this look like to you all? Rob and I
0: were both wondering when the eye of Providence would work its way into all of this.
1: So what's the Eye of Providence, you say? It's that freaky eye that the Illuminati always uses in their pyramid. Saturn also symbolizes an eye when you turn it slightly. And actually, throughout history, Saturn has been known as an eye as well, not yeah. like I found different evidence of this.
0: And it's in so many companies and symbols yes. and logos, but we'll get to Into that. that later. maybe some other time. But okay, so what the heck is Saturn then? Saturn is many things. To the members of the occult satanic bloodlines, Saturn represents what they think is the father of all gods. And to quote Fritz, ex-Luminati members have revealed that Saturn is Satan.
1: Yes, Saturn is Satan, end quote. In the multiple spiritual texts, he has been referred to as Moloch, Baal, Beelzebub, but at the end of the day, the deep state views Saturn as Satan.
0: Saturn is the secret god of the occult world and has been for thousands of years. Multiple cultures began sacrificing humans to this god, Incas, Mayans, Romans, not one of them is still here today.
1: Back to the cube for a moment. When you open up a cube box, what does it create? It creates a cross. As we've showed, the cross is found in the astrological symbol of Saturn.
0: The symbols of Saturn, this cross and sickle, have infiltrated every part of our culture, from Judaism to Christianity, flags, corporations, logos, like we are saying earlier. Think about it. Why crucify Jesus on a cross? Those bastards knew exactly what
1: they were doing. This is important because there's a few instances where the end of times is discussed.
0: In the book of Revelations, it talks about the mark of the beast, and a lot of people translate those scriptures very literally, as if one would visibly have the mark
1: of the beast on them. Many predictions, though, don't say things directly. For instance, much of Nostradamus' texts were almost code that needed to be figured out, or wouldn't be clear until after an event passed.
0: We're very clear that the deep state believes in symbolism, that they worship Satan and that Satan or Saturn can be broken up into different symbols that have power and that they would use these symbols by manipulating them slightly and putting them in plain sight all around us.
1: We're also clear that the last 150 plus years have been manufactured by the deep state, that they've controlled finance and organized the Committee of 300, that from there the Tavistock Institute was developed and drugs were used to create fortunes.
0: These 13 top deep state bloodlines have deep connections to the occult.
1: And these top families have been behind many upon many things with the ultimate goal to manufacture the apocalypse.
0: Could it be that the mark of the beast has been staring at us in the face the whole time?
1: Here's a quote from Bloodlines of the Illuminati. Quote, The Rothschilds and other top Satanic families in a lesser way financed a Jewish Mason and devote Satanist named Karl Marx to write his Das Kapital. The Satanists controlling key Masonic groups along with some other groups they controlled got communism started. The same family helped finance the Communist Manifesto, also by Marx.
0: The Communist Manifesto and communism took All of the ideas and understandings of mind control, culture destruction, Satan or Saturn worshiped and its warped principles created something for the masses to follow. Something that became the biggest cult to blanket the earth.
1: A philosophy that is responsible for the killing of over 200 million people around the world.
0: Have you ever stopped to think what that flag, the flag of communism, really looks like? They say it's a hammer and sickle, but it could almost be identical to the sign for saturn the
1: cross and the sickle the mark of the beast isn't a brand on someone's hand or forehead that we can see the mark of the beast is none other than communism itself satan worshipping for the masses something that's been branded into so much of the world's culture
0: is anyone else's like Mind blown on this.
1: Ours like totally is. Completely. Okay, so in our next episode, we're gonna do something a little bit different. We're actually gonna take you guys around New York and show you just how much of this occult symbolism and Saturn is lying around everywhere.
0: This will kind of lead into what's going on with
1: the Catholic Church. Oh yes, we'll be getting into that eventually. Yeah,
0: which is, this kind of is gonna go along with that.
1: So anyway guys, we hope you enjoyed this episode of mind-blowing symbolism into Saturn. I know it's a little
0: dark and a little depressing.
1: Yeah, but necessary to totally expose all of this. Yeah, so we're
0: definitely not saying the cross or anything is bad. No, and
1: there's good people in religions everywhere. It has nothing to do with that. It's how these occult bloodlines have infiltrated our culture and And are trying to influence us.
0: And control everything to their own agenda.
1: Exactly. So So anyway, guys, uh, we'll see you soon. And until next time, we'll see you out. On the edge. Not of Saturn. Definitely (laughs) not. (laughs) Ever. Hey, everyone.
0: Have you been enjoying Edge of Wonder? Do you want to help us keep creating new and exciting content every week? Now's your chance. Go to edgeofwonder.nyc
1: So guys, we just launched our own version of Patreon, our exclusive donation page, where you can pledge monthly at a minimum of $1.50 a month.
0: But we'll have different tiers of subscription, which will have different offerings depending on how much you pledge. And we want to keep focusing on making great content for you guys and grow it into something that
1: you guys will love.
0: So where is it? Edgeofwonder.nyc
1: Anyway, we love you guys and we'll see you out on the edge.